Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and like every week except last week, I am joined by both Jackie. Hello. And Miles. Hello. Hi, Miles. Uh, newly Southern Miles, I think we have to also right. add. But before we get into uh, Miles' laid-back, sweet tea, Southern life um, speed. B- BBQ. We must, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, we uh, should tell you that we are a podcast that is exclusively about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the 2012 TV anime, except when we're not and when we've covered all of the TV anime, uh, which is now. Uh, and so these days... We are covering other shows while we wait for Stone Ocean to come out. Um, Often they are shows suggested by our listeners, sponsored by our Patreon supporters, uh, or picked by us because we were curious about a thing. And since last week was my birthday, yay! Jackie suggested I pick something for us to watch, and so I watched. I watched. (laughs) You guys also watched. We watched. We all are going to talk about Trigun. The 1998 uh, TV anime, uh, which is one of the one, the first ones I saw and maybe one of the first ones Miles saw as well. I have never seen it in my whole life. It's one of the first ones I saw. Mm. I knew it. And this was Jackie's first uh, entree into the show. For, first foray. I've never seen it. I knew nothing about it. Okay. Um, when did it come out? In the United States, 2003 on, I think, Toonami. When did it come out in Japan? 98. Okay. It feels older than that. No. Ah. I thought it was like early 90s. No, I think it was produced in 98. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you later uh, what like other animes were out at the time. It's pretty intense. All right. Would you say it was a golden age? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Can I say that without sounding like I have <laughs> rose-colored glasses on and I'm an old fogey? Try it. <laughs> I think the late 90s was a golden age for anime. Back in those days, it was before they switched to all digital shows, and so they had to draw everything. And just look at the tones in the hand-drawn cells on this show. My god, does it have a classic look. Um, There's no 3D CG animation. You just sound like you hate new things. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a similar vibe. No, no 3D. What's wrong with 3D? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm mostly just speaking from an old fogey okay. perspective. Um, I do often dislike 3D, but, um, you know, I liked High Score Girl. I liked Doro mm-hmm. Hedoro. Land of the Lustrous was pretty good. Wally. Wally. Well, I don't mean that. That's like movie budget 3D. I'm talking about like the first ever movie or like lazy or sections of anime where it's just like a 3D car and you're like, you could have drawn a car. Or like the Final Fantasy 3D. The spir- <laughs> Spirits Within? I wonder how that holds up. I was, yeah. Or did you mean the games? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not the games, the, the movie. Okay. There's two. There's the Spirits Within and there's Advent Children. Yes. Which is the FF7 spinoff. Yes. Which everyone knows because of the English dub of Tifa when she, when in, Japanese, she says like zuru 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 zuru, meaning like you're you're always rushing around, you're going mm-hmm. here and there. In English, they translated that as like shilly shally dilly dally, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just throwing it out and being like, why don't we write some actual words? We don't yeah. talk the way they do. She That's says a classic dilly dally English phrase. 
Yeah. Everyone says it. My grandfather. You know, would they say, say that. it. They say it down here, actually. Oh, really? Is it like it? Down I heard south? that. Yeah. Is this is this the new yeah. Miles angle we're gonna get on humor? Is just like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm beneath <laughs> the Mason Dixon line, so I can just make up whatever I want, and Northerners will be like, wow. Listen, guys, I'm everyone excited. in North Carolina, when you're in a big rush, they say shilly shilly dilly dally. Oh, you know, okay. I was, I was at the local grocery store, the Harris Teeter, uh-huh. and they said, you better stop shilly. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, too. <laughs> They're offensive to the old prospector character you were imitating? <laughs> yes. Okay. Do we have listeners from uh, anywhere in the South? In the South? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember where. Right in if you're... I feel like we have people from Georgia. Okay. Maybe Texas. Georgia. Just kidding. It's all Minnesota. <laughs> um, anyway, also, uh, this is like a, a relatively new or temporary setup for Miles. And so he has a handheld mic and the blue light just flashes right into the uh, into the webcam. So... I may get neuralized every five minutes and forget. <laughs> uh, well, I do that anyway. Like, like Men in Black. Yes. Okay. You may not be. You may not get the normal high fidelity that you're used to. Whatever. I uh, clean it up in post. Okay. Anyway, before we get into talking about Trigun or Trigun, Trigun, as it is called, I don't know. Maybe somewhere hypothetically, <laughs> uh, we should take a stop. In our listeners' wasteland. Whistlers? By that I mean listeners' wasteland. But said like a baby. Our uh, what is what's a good one? Uh, uh, tribunal. Our, you just pun trigun. We haven't gotten like emails or correspondence. Why? You know tribunal. Isn't that something? I don't know. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, all right. Where, where was this set? This was set in like Warren and Snurl or something, the city names. Whatever. We should we should take a look at our double emails. Is that okay? Okay. All right. I feel like there's something I could have done with Vance, but I couldn't think of. That's his name, right? Vance? No. What is it? Vince? It's Vash. Vash. Vance. Vin the Stampede. Vance the Stampede. Instead of Vash the Stampede, it's just Vin the Stunad. <laughs> Val the Stornado. Um, for the rest of this podcast, I will just be sitting here trying to remember V names that I can insert and see how many we get. Uh, we watched a Vim Vinders movie. I think that's a person. All right. This is Correspondence Corner, where we read emails sent to us by our listeners and our email address. If you want to do that, is Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. And I should add that that is our email address, even if you don't want to send us anything. Uh, this email is from Jackson. Wholesome animes you should watch on the pod is the subject line. Hello, JJBP crew. I've been listening for a while, and by a while, I mean starting from episode zero and working my way up. While wow. listening, I was thinking of good animes for Jackie. Thanks. People love you, Jackie. I don't think and that's I true. <laughs> some of them are Toradora, Love, Chunibio, and Other Delusions. Kaon, if you decide to watch them, I hope you enjoy them. P.S. I'm not horny. Aww. P.P.S. Hi, Chad. Signed, Jackson. 
Oh, and Jackson forgot one other. The helpful fox Senko can. Senko San. So we'll watch all of those for Jackie. Yay. Yeah. We've been recommended these, a few of these. I, I've heard of K-On. K-On is something that I was interested in. I think Chad has mentioned, maybe others. Mm. It's like girls that start a band in high school. Mm. Toradora we've gotten before. Uh, and Chunibio, we've talked about the Chunibio thing of like, what is it, precocious middle schoolers or whatever. We've talked about that personality type Okay. in some other episode. Helpful Fox Senko san or as miles calls it sanko can <laughs> i think which uh what is sanko by the way is that like coffee or something i don't know i don't know are you putting it on the list mark putting these all on the list uh i can do that okay do it but right now i'm not right now i'm trying to figure out what sanko is or mm. sanka it's sanka that's something right i don't know what that is yeah sanka coffee okay man the packaging looks like shit i wouldn't buy this um oh also i mean um miles uh did you happen to even like google or look up what we watched last week do you have any interest no (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i you've been you you obviously had to worry about a move and and timing all of that stuff as you moved hundreds of miles away busy you're a busy guy yeah we watched this uh this old uh 80s movie anime that chad suggested it was a good time and it has uh one of the best soundtracks we've heard i think do you think I personally would like it? The soundtrack? Absolutely. The film? Maybe. Parts of the film. A lot of it is like very just silly kind of, where are we going it's with this? Funny. It's funny. It, it's a fun time. It's fun. It, it just doesn't, I don't know. You could definitely put it on while doing other stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I would sit down for the action sequences because they're just fun, hand-drawn uh, with badass 80s music. It's okay. silly. But you can t- you can basically it's one of those things where it's fun and like parts of it are very um, visually pleasing, but you can tell they were all just fucking around. Yeah, there I was love it. Not like ah, here's a clear, concise vision of here's a, a very serious story, character driven, plot driven, whatever. With a tight plot. I love None a tight plot. I want to be buried in a tight plot. You okay. know what I mean? Save mm-hmm. money at the at the cemetery, at the register. Hmm. Uh, and that was the only email for this week, presumably because we have alienated our entire <laughs> uh, sub-18 years old nobody listening had, base. Nobody had anything to say, about, yeah, I guess. About nobody Trigun. had anything to say about Trigun. I've heard of that show before. Like, I, I know it's a big deal. I've never uh, seen listen, it, but... You know what it is? A lot of our listeners, maybe... Are like 20. Are like in college or something, and it's like yeah. finals week or whatever. Mm. Is it finals week? I don't know. It's about it that time. Is it? What is it? May? I guess. Maybe they've just realized. No, about it definitely us. is May. Okay. Um, it's May the fourth. Ah, May the fourth be with you. <laughs> That's right. Now what? I don't know what to do with that. Like, shout out to a Star Wars. Since like Disney taking over Star Wars, like literally every day has been a Star Wars day. So it's like there's <laughs> absolutely nothing special about today. Okay. Nothing. Well, how is every day a Star Wars day? They're just always coming out with some new Star Wars shit. Mm-hmm. Got to think about the next movie or the next TV show. Or Marvel the- too. Every day is a Marvel day. I feel well, like worse. I feel like I see Marvel more than I see Star Wars. Oh, for sure you do. Yeah, that's what I'm but, telling you. But it used to be with Star Wars that it was like, here's three movies. Now argue about that for for decades while yeah. George Lucas progressively makes them dumber. And then here's three movies. 
and then argue about that while they, I don't know, they don't change that much. And then slowly, here's a bunch of more movies, but that's when it was Disney, and then they were like... And that's what you want. You want, <laughs> you want three movies to drop and then nothing for a decade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like this recent Star Wars volley, it was like, we're going to put out three movies and also two or three more movies and and TV series shoved in between there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was, was a Mandalorian after technically, or was it like, did it start before episode um, nine? Mandalorian was definitely after nine. Okay. So yeah, they did like three movies with two extra movies, maybe three. Cause I feel like there was a 3d animated thing, but I could be wrong. I'm just maybe thinking of Clone Wars and then they did Mandalorian and they're announcing another movie or something. I don't know. Listen, I don't mind it. I was a fan Delorean. Yeah. We started season one and I, I don't know. I felt like it just was too slow. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really like it, but I liked the baby Yoda as as does everyone. Yeah, it worked on us. The simple trick of just giving something small it's like it's big so eyes. Cute. It's a little baby. Yeah. I was like, I must protect this non existent thing. Just <laughs> I think if you take anything and make it small <laughs> I I want it. I, I want to love it. Today I had a package out by the door because I need to remember to have the, the postal service pick it up or bring it to somewhere and it's just a small package. It's so tiny. And Jackie got up and was like, what is this? What is this little package? <laughs> you um, were like, don't touch it. Don't touch it, Jackie. Get away like, from the small it, package. Leave it. I'm going to forget <laughs> that it's there. It's my phone. I'm sending back. We didn't get anything small. <laughs> so what is this little baby? I mean, that's, that's, what, that's the size of a package. Something like <laughs> anthrax would come in. So, you know, be careful. <laughs> okay. Well, you've been warned now, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Remember, if you see a small package, don't open it. Okay. Uh, as briefly alluded to earlier, we have a Patreon where you can support this awful show. Uh, it's patreon.com slash jjbpod. Uh, and you can support us at just a dollar a month. That's as low as it would go. I said, can we ask people to perhaps submit a quarter uh, in U.S. currency, and they said no, it's got to be a dollar. And I said, all right. So you could just spend a dollar a month on us, and that helps cover our costs. You can also um, pledge three dollars, and it's like the same thing, but we'll thank you out loud. So we want to say thank you to Nocturnal, Katie, Lord Zendar, Nick, Omar, A. Aaron, Austin, Chad. Jumbo, Caden, Bloof, Martin, Michael, Mickey, Mr. Jackpots, Robin Tendo, Tim, and Tyler. Yes, thank all of you for hearing us and supporting us and hearing us. Um, hearing us and supporting and hearing se- and seamlessly go through those names mm-hmm. as um, always. <laughs> With no edits necessary. Um, and some of you were in that list. But if you pledge $15 a month, which you only have to do once. You just have to do it one time. Do, do, do the $15 and then you cancel it after the month. After That's you pay. right. But after it definitely goes through into our grubby little hands. <laughs> and we'll watch some episodes of an anime for you. Of your choosing. Of your choosing. Uh, we have done... Such popular shows such as Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen and Hunter Hunter. I think we just did as a suggestion. That, that was, was a while a ago. Yeah. We would have been nicer about it if they paid us. <laughs> <laughs> we watched uh, Blast from the Past, Project Aiko, and uh, 
Lots of people are expanding our minds, and you can do so too by going to patreon.com slash jjbpod and giving us your money. We need a tier where where you pay us and we like it. Mm. You've said this before. I feel like we're... Yeah. We can we can make that a tier. <laughs> the thing is, if we do that, we incentivize people with the six senses of humor to just make us watch the biggest pieces of shit to see if we can actually pretend to like it. I, th- I think that's a. I think that'll be that would be fun to to yeah. have. It would be a creative exercise. That that would be fun. What I'm more worried about is the earnest people who are like, I just like you guys, and they do give us like fifty dollars when mm. they shouldn't, you know. Mm. But you know, it is it is certainly funny. Um, if we want to torture ourselves, we could have a month where we're like, send us what you think is the worst anime of all oh, time. Oh, we should do that. Period. We should do that. We should watch the worst ones. That would be interesting. Will we just do one or two episodes, or do you think it'd be the same, where we watch three episodes of each? It's got to be. It's got to be three episodes. You know, got to give it a shot. That would right? be fun because we would we would just bash it, or maybe one of us would like it, and we'd be like, "Why do you like it?" No, I'm gonna like it. No, you're not. All I right. Think people like when we bash shows. Sometimes. Yeah, if you have shows that you think... Uh, that you want us to bash, write in. You you don't have to pay for that. Just write in and let us know what, what shows you want us to hate on. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do a Bizarro Month or something. Mm, JoJo's uh, Bizarro Month. Ah, very Maybe good. like the month before Stone Ocean comes out so people are begging for us to stop. <laughs> I know. I'm worried. That what if we, we make habits out of that and then we end up, uh, you know, we criticize Stone Ocean with the same negativity. I also want to say that the Patreon is also where, uh, ostensibly, we put up extra stuff like uh, extra thoughts about the show or what anime we're watching outside of the podcast. Uh, Miles puts up a list of the pop culture and media we reference on the show. Um, And uh, I have read the latest JoJoLeon chapter, and I'm going to be uploading a podcast episode or video about uh, my feelings on it. I'm going to go page by page. Pretty much. Are you There's starting your pages. solo career, Mark? No, it's part of the same thingy. I can't go solo. No one, no one would care. They'd be like, "Where are the others?" You know, it would be like, uh, "Well, Kelly Rowland did great, actually. She did pretty well." Like when Michael Jackson left the Jackson Five. Horrible. No, he did really well musically. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> musically. I don't know. Like, isn't there like a Supreme that no one gave a shit about? Yeah, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Well, that's we can't know. We could just say theoretically one of the four tops went on his own as the top and he sucked. Anyway, um, let's take a small break and then we'll talk about Trigun. All right. It is the year 1998 and we are talking about Y2K and how scared we are of it. Ah, no, we are talking about Trigun, a anime based on a manga or kind of two manga. I don't know if y'all knew this. But... I don't know anything, Mark. Tell me everything. Okay, I'm sorry. So I don't know it, anything. In the beginning, there was chaos and God said, this is really boring. We should make something out of it. And is that Vince? That's where Vince the Stimpid came from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Vax. That's where Vax the Vax the COVID scene came from. Uh, so yeah, Tri- Trigun was a comic written by Yasuhiro Naito, 
uh, which he stylized as Knight, like N-I-G-H-T-O-W. Mm. I don't know. Mm. And he wrote it between uh, 1995 and 1997. And then at some point they were like, we should make an anime out of this. And uh, they began production on that. And then at some point, the the magazine it was in, Monthly Shonen Captain, just died. So for a little bit, Trigun was just dead. And then uh, this Monthly Seinen, as we know, Seinen is more adult-oriented uh, comic book magazine, was like, hey, we want to pick you up. And instead of just calling it Trigun again, he called it Trigun Maximum. Mm. But it's the same Ooh. fucking thing. And Trigun Maximum ran until may 2007 partially because wow it's a fucking monthly magazine you know so it's Mm. not like the old weekly one but also just because naito wrote a fuck ton of plot and stuff in the comic but again the anime came out in 98 so it missed all of that Mm. um so the anime differs pretty wildly from the comic but yeah it was um it's sort of a wild west slash Fist of the North Star, Mad Max kind of thing where it's maybe post-apocalyptic um, mm-hmm. and uh, nobody has like, there's like lots of droughts. People don't have any money. There's lots of bounty hunters going after criminals that seem to just operate out there in this wild westy world. I forget the name of this planet. It's something really weird. Um, And the show is about this legendary menace named Vash the Stampede and Mm. everybody's trying to catch him but as it turns out he's just this really nice guy who has a mysterious past and doesn't seem to want to hurt people and he's kind of goofy and he's a real goofy guy so many hijinks there's a lot of hijinks I mean wow what's the name of this fucking planet god damn it I don't know do they tell us I don't think so. All right. Well, I read it the other day, and now I got to look it up. Uh, okay. In the comic, it's called No Man's Land, and in the anime, they call it Gunsmoke. Mmm. Because this show is kind of science fiction, but like sci-fi tech rarely comes into play until mm-hmm. later, and in the comic, it gets really sci-fi. It kind of reminds me of like Cowboy Bebop and Fly and Firefly. That makes sense. Yeah. So the show came out in the spring 1998 anime season, which includes uh, other shows like Cowboy Bebop, mm. Card Captor Sakura, mm. Initial D, First Stage, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. All came out in the same anime season. Mm. Also, Record of Lodoss War, but that apparently isn't very popular. I think I have just heard of it because everyone at the time was downloading and watching the same shit and passing it around on CDs. Those all came out eventually on like Cartoon Network, right? Right. And on that's, Toonami, except uh, I'm not sure about Initial D. I don't think Initial don't think D was did. ever on Toonami. No, I don't think so. But um, I, don't, I don't know if it ever officially made it over here. But mm-hmm. certainly I think for me and Miles and our crowd, it was more like, wow, it's out on Adult Swim or Toonami or whatever mm-hmm. in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And you'd watch it after school while you were doing your homework. Yeah. I got that vibe. Like while watching it, I was like, I would watch, this would be a good show to watch like after school. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's. But I missed out on it. I was probably watching something else. Yeah. Because the show is like, 
it could have very serious subject matter, but uh, especially just as portrayed by Vash, it is it's kind of a goofy show. Um, I think we see that in a, a few times in these early episodes where it'll sometimes devolve into like Vash and another character just yelling for like a minute or two. Um, but there are also uh, a lot of genuinely very funny moments in here. Yeah. Um, let me. See. It does get more serious later, though, right? For sure, it does. When we meet, like the main, uh, main is like difficult because it's similar to Cowboy Bebop in this way, where it feels mostly like stories that are all separate. Mm. And then later on, they're like, "Hey, there is a a real plot here. We've been hinting at it, but now, guess what? Meet this villain, and they're really cool." Um, and I don't want to spoil too much, but in Trigon, uh, the villain is related to Vash in a way. I guess the same could be said, I guess, of Spike and Vicious, but I don't know. Um, and uh, I have no recollection of how the show proceeds. I only watched it once. You know, maybe in the show, are they even related the same way in the show? I think they are. Um, the villain is named Knives. Mm. Um, and Jackie, you unfortunately did not meet another important character in the show named Wolfwood. Wolfwood mm. is like a, supposedly he's a priest. But he's just like another cool gunfighter guy who has uh, another gun that makes no sense. Um, we saw a few of those in here in, in, in our episodes of Trigun, including that one guy who laughs really hard and uh, appears to possess pistols that are just lighters when the sides of the barrel fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this show is for you if you like pacifism, you know. No. It is. They fight. Well, Vash doesn't doesn't he does. He, he fights. He doesn't kill anybody. Okay. And he tries to avoid conflict. You know? Mm. That's, Th- that's there's the thing. a lot of fighting. This show is uh, similar in its in its uh, character philosophy as Rurouni Kenshin, um, which, which also features uh, a cool dude, a cool protagonist who doesn't kill. Bebop. Uh, you know, well, Spike will kill people, but he's mostly just a guy who's too cool and he's not super aggressive, you know? So, you know, if you like Bebop or uh, Rurouni Kenshin, you've probably seen Trigon, to be honest, is yeah. really how that sentence should go. <laughs> but um, if you haven't, this show might be for you. Um, And uh, this time around is the first time I, because, yeah, I watched this mainly when it came out or when I watched it in the early 2000s. And then years later, Gurren Lagan, Gurren Lagan came out, and I. Which one is that? Have we seen it? Gurren Lagan, we watched the first few episodes for. It's the one where they're underground, and they drill oh, out. Oh, and it's Mech. It's Mecha, yeah, yeah, but in a really weird way because it's by the people that did Kill La Kill and uh, mm. sort of the people who did FLCL, not really. Um, okay. But uh, the somewhat gay character in that show, uh, who's like. He has eyeshadow, and at some point he says something like, kind of how I could be a woman or a man. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about that for a bit. Um, it's the same voice actor as Vash the Stampede. Like, watching yeah. this now, I'm like, oh, it is very obviously that same guy. Hmm. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And uh, Wolfwood, who we didn't get to meet, is Vanilla Ice in the JoJo TV show. Mm. Um, Millie, the tall woman from Bernardelli's... Yeah. Uh, the smart one. No, she's the dumb one. The no, tall she's one. she's the smart one. According to me. Okay, well, <laughs> she's well, she's the one who recognizes that 
It's Vash. Exactly. Mm. The other one is just like, oh, no, it can't be. So you're dumb because you're assuming things and that's well, dumb. Let's be honest. We would be the, the smart, dumb one. No. I like, forgot about those lesbian cops. I wouldn't be. They're not lesbians. Yeah, we don't really know. Um, Jury's out. We don't know. Um, Maybe Miles knows something we don't. I don't know. They do seem I, to love each other. I you know remember. what? Now I now I agree with Miles. They do seem to love each other. Nah, they're oh, sisters. Oh, I I think they're lesbians, but they're not in love with each other. Oh, oh what? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, the fun thing about Millie, the tall the tall character's voice actor, is she is also the black cat, which we see a few times in the show. Oh, the cat. Yeah. By the way, that cat is in every single episode. So, what is that all about? What's that cat about? Why I don't is it there? Ha- I don't have to explain anything. <sighs> To anyone, um, I look. I'll just be honest. I think it's it's just like a running gag. Mm. It's just sometimes, and there's been one or two moments, if I recall correctly, where the cat is really important. Not plot wise, it'll just be like a fight breaks out because like the cat happened to do something. So it's just that the cat is like following them around, or the cat is always there when they're. Yeah, the it's not like in episode twenty five, the cat morphs into a person and is like, mm. "Hello, my name is Leonard, and I mm-hmm. have a message." It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really important. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's mostly that Naito, the, the the mangaka, I think has used the black cat or Kuro Neko San, I believe, mm. as like a uh, self like uh, self insert. That'd be funny <laughs> as hell. Me, you know, I just like to walk around, and eat food, and and meow at stuff. Uh, he's used it as like his avatar at the end of the the chapter where he writes notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's done because I read all of this comic eventually, and it's it's kind of the um the symbol of the show, no. Is the cat? To a degree, I I think so. I mean, I, I would think of Vash's glasses and hair. Oh, his I know? like his glasses a lot. And the, his gun, too. The Thunderbolt kind of zigzaggy glasses. Yeah. That's and cool. The orange uh, circular lenses. I didn't realize... It's that. a very anime thing to push up your glasses all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you push them up, you're intentionally getting a reflection that means you can't see through them into your eyes. <laughs> you just can't. Um, why are why are anime characters glasses always sliding down? Well, it's hap- it happens in real life. Your glasses slide down a lot. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, and you got to. I have perfect vision, as all the listeners know. Yeah, no, the, the listeners have no idea. Listeners, uh, did you know that I have perfect vision? They think you're a huge geek, and you're talking through Coke bottle lenses right now. <laughs> no, I'm a jock, and I have perfect vision. Yeah. Well, whatever. Some of us don't. Moving on. Um, that black cat, though, I also meant to say that that is, that is the voice of Nina or Nena from uh, Stardust Crusaders, the the JoJo uh, arc, where she is the sort of naive. Uh, I forget if she's like Indian or Middle Eastern lover of Whole Horse, who we eventually find is like a disguise. I think she's like the young naive, like, oh, you'll come back for me, right, Whole Horse? You'll come back for me, entire horse. Uh, and the thing I forgot to mention is that Vash, who also does the voice of the gay question mark character in uh, Guren Lagan, uh, also unfortunately is the voice of Alessi from that same JoJo mm. arc. Um, so, wait, why do you say unforch? So Alessi sucks. He's a gross pedophile. Oh. That's not good. Mm. Um, he's a gross pedophile. What's the deal with gross pedophiles? What's with you? What's with you in Seinfeld? Today? Is that how they talk down in uh, North Carolina? <laughs> Everyone in North Carolina says, "What's the deal?" 
That's weird. I would have thought that was like a northern, like New York thing. No, it's not. Well, I'm learning so much. Started here. Um. Yeah, and da, 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 da. oh, uh, in the the first episode, the the giant character with the green mohawk and the and the metal boomerang. Did you guys catch that person's name? That character's name. The green. Um. No, right? Okay. Well, oddly, their name, his name is uh, Descartes, which, okay, oh. Descartes is a philosopher. Um, but that is voiced by, if you, if you were like, wow, what a deep, nasty voice. That's voiced by Daisuke Gori, who I talked about uh, last week as being the deep voiced guy for, remember, Madi from Project Aiko, the, the beefy girl who's like a fist of the oh, North yeah. Star. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I talked about how he took his own life when he started to lose his vision and stuff. Who? The voice actor. Oh. And, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, check out uh, shows that he's been in. See if you've admired him uh, in his career. And it's like, well, here he is in Trigun. Like, he's mm. the voice of the first bad guy who has a boomerang I don't understand. It's uh, I don't understand it either. It it's creates like a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not the force of it isn't my problem because much like Fist of the North Star, Trigun does this thing where it's like, yeah, some dudes are 20 feet tall. I don't know. Don't ask me why. They just are. There's no in-story explanation for like, well, the water was poisoned and some dudes became mutants. It's like, no, there's a guy that's enormous. I don't have to explain. It's a it. diet thing. It's a diet thing, um, you think? Eating sand? Yeah, it's a diet thing. Um, what I mean is that he, in order to get his boomerang back, I guess it isn't really a boomerang. He attaches uh, a rope to it that goes onto like a mechanical pulley system that's on his hip. This is episode one, by the way, folks. We'll, we'll, I know we kind of are jumping around, but... Uh, so it's more like a yo-yo. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Again, boomerangs are supposed to just come back on their own. So whatever. And uh, the way he is defeated at the end of the first episode is that Vash like, jumps over it and then hooks part of the rope like around him. I guess it just tightens on him by him doing that but I couldn't tell if it looked like he maybe like moved the rope from one bolt to the other it's too fast and I could not figure out what happened I didn't really get it it's a yo-yo thing you know I feel like Jojo and Otaki would stop to explain how pulleys work mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and I, I missed that you know <laughs> I needed that really someone and in Jojo's it would explicitly be a yo-yo that's right it would be a yo-yo Otaki would explain how yo-yos work where they came from and then how brilliant. Uh, like they were very popular in the late 90s. And how at yeah. the right speed it can cut a house in two or something. Right. It's mm-hmm. like theoretically if it spun this fast, a house would be leveled. And you're like, well, I'm not going to check you on that. So whatever. Um, <laughs> so the show is uh, it's largely about bounty hunters because uh, our central character, who we don't necessarily. Well, I guess we know that he's bashed right off the bat because the opening. He's. Yeah. I pretty much figured it out right away and I've never seen this show before, but I was like, this is Vash. <laughs> right. And I was also like kind of zoning out a little bit too. I was tired, but I was still like, that's Vash. That's yeah. Vash. In the intro, he walks in and I think it does say like, Vash the Stampede. You yeah. Because on the posters or the cover of the book or whatever, it does just say Trigun mm-hmm. and have him there. Um, but uh, it's like- His name's not Trigun? His name is not Trigun, no. Is it like, okay. try and gun me down? Nope. So the show, he's a bounty. The show is actually called Trigun because he technically has three guns on his person. Mm. 
Um, this is like these are this is a minor spoiler, but uh, the second gun is built into his right arm, and so like his hand kind of stays in place while his arm breaks down, and there's a shotgun. So is there like a uni gun and a bi gun? Excuse me. Oh, uni guns are just any gun. <laughs> you can have one. We all have that. And a bi gun is someone who holds a gun but also has a backup gun. Okay. You know, like if RoboCop had another gun, he'd be a bi gun. So try he just has three guns. He has three uni guns, and that makes a try gun. One could argue that part of him is a gun or something. Bash the gun. Kind of. Well, here's the thing. Like, the sh- let me ask you this. Go ahead. Yeah. If I spit a bullet out of my mouth, yes. am I a gun? If you used explosives to do so mm-hmm. yeah i think you're a gun that's what i think but i guess that Thanks. also has to become your express purpose you know i think a gun needs to have a trigger and someone needs to pull it but well i don't know about that what if you had a remote gun that you know was triggered by uh like a computer Mm-hmm. You were just like on a drone, pressing buttons, and it was firing bullets. But a drone is a drone. A gun is a gun. But you could say the drone's guns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or a Robocop. Ro- Robocop. Well, he holds mm-hmm. a gun. Robocop is not a gun. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> He's not a gun. This podcast has become: What is a gun? Is <laughs> is it a gun or is it not? Um. So, yeah. So the show is. It, it's not just about him, it, but, but it is like. Uh, People like these rumors about Vash the Stampede like levels cities because he was involved in the destruction of a city known as July, but he doesn't really remember what happened there. Mm. And he does know that it involved the nemesis named Knives, who we meet later. Um, and the other main characters that are in most of the episodes are Merrill and Millie. They are, this is such a weird thing to write about. I don't remember how old he was when he wrote this, mm. but he's like, they're insurance agents who are following Vash to try and make sure he doesn't cause too much damage. I thought that they also wanted to like get him to pay up somehow. It does seem like that well, you sometimes. Because if he's at fault, then he should, you know, excuse me, sir, do you have insurance? Because, you, you know, like you caused the accident, so you he has to pay. Right, and sometimes right? they call him the humanoid typhoon, which I, I do have some semantic semantical issues with. Um but then it's like okay are they saying he's an act of like nature and so they can't is he a typhoon or a stampede well stampede you could argue is a metaphor but the thing is humanoid typhoon humanoid means like you're like a human right Mm -hmm. but then they're saying he is a typhoon who's like a person they didn't they don't call him vash the human typhoon Mm -hmm. they call him the humanoid typhoon which is why would you do that anyway what's a typhoon again is that like a storm mm-hmm. okay it's a hurricane but like somewhere else mm. it's a wet ass hurricane it's a wah okay um look we don't need to know we don't need to look it up so i think it's the same exact thing as a hurricane it's just they call it something else over there okay. over over where like asia yeah wait oh. you sure that's not a, a monsoon well, yeah. What's a oh, what's a monsoon? No. Monsoon is also a, a lot typhoon. Of rain. Sure. Is a mature ta- a tropical cyclone that develops between 180 degrees and 100 degrees east in the northern hemisphere. Mm. 
So it's just an eastern hurricane. Mm. Um, yes. Does it say it's a hurricane at all? Well, a hurricane is a tropical cyclone. Yeah, what's the ah, difference? Okay, the term typhoon is the regional name in the Northwest Pacific uh-huh. for a severe or mature ooh, tropical cyclone. Whereas <laughs> 18 plus cyclone. <laughs> yeah, I want 30 plus cyclones only. Whereas hurricane is the regional term in the Northeast Pacific and the Northern Atlantic. Whatever. Okay, so they're the same thing. They're just called different things. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Anyway, so... It's it's about him trying to... We don't really know what he's doing. We just know that insurance company ladies are trying to find him. Yeah, everywhere he goes, there's like damages happening. Right. And it's like they are... They don't know that it's him because no one has any fucking cameras. So they just get the description and there's rumors about how destructive he is. So when they actually encounter him, he doesn't seem to be the guy. There's often someone else being mistaken for Vash or they're posing as Vash. Uh, I think he's basically a legend where like anything bad that happens, they're like, it was Vash. You know what I mean? Yep. Because nobody knows who he is. So it's just like every, anything, anything, any time anything happens, people are like, oh, Vash was here. You know, even yeah. if he wasn't actually there. Even if, yeah, or he is there and he's actively fighting against the destructive yeah. force that they eventually tribute to him. Right. A tribute to him. Um, and uh, yeah, we see that, you know, he has the opportunity to just use violence. He has this huge gun, but he doesn't use it uh, or he forgets to load it or something. Uh, and, and something that's fun is when you know how Vash really is and what he's actually capable of, which happens later on, is some of his like goofy antics or his fuck ups you can see are kind of on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like he's just trying to disarm the situation or, you know, get out of it without having to be violent. Sometimes it's hard to tell, though, which is accidental and which isn't. Um, but yeah, and it's, um, you know, the the format of like a pacifist hero is, is sort of interesting because I don't remember how often it goes back and forth. But I feel like this is a show where you keep being like, all right, now, come on, like now show everyone your true nature and what you can do if you're pushed too Mm -hmm. hard or you have to. And I don't remember if it does that enough or if it just kind of pays off much later in the show when he does like go nuts or he flashes back and we see what he was capable of. Cause otherwise that's, um, you know, I'm trying to think of other examples of it, uh, in the movie unforgiven Clint Eastwood's character is like this guy that they're all like, Oh my God, William money. And then he, does it, you know, towards the end of the movie, spoilers for uh, 1992's Unforgiven. Um, Miles, how do you feel if, if you, I know you haven't watched the show really since your first outing, but do you remember that? Like, do you feel like he often enough blows up and it's interesting? I don't remember. But another example of this, you brought it up, is Roni Kenshin. Yeah. Like, you see his, like, magical abilities and, like, the whole show is, like, whether he'll kill or not right and do you feel like uh does it like every few episodes he does like show that potential or something or does it establish it early yeah i think like like all of the arcs like he has to toe that line i feel like i remember that happening in this show yeah it's uh i remember it being in there but uh i did not remember how goofy it was to start 
because it's very goofy. Yeah, it's funny. It starts like there's very little hint that it will become darker, I think. Yeah, Mm. I think you're right. And it is weird that the first episode is like, it's about him and his legend and we see people being imposters to it and he disarms them like he disarms them in like a smart way but it's yeah it's very goofy we don't ever see him sort of like pull out the realness and like shoot everyone's gun out of their hand you know or like non-violently mm-hmm. beat them all up like a batman kind of thing he's mm-hmm. just sort of like a dumbass we do see potential what mm-hmm. are you gonna say jackie it just seems like it like things kind of work themselves out accidentally <laughs> yeah even though he does um like when the metal blade is thrown at him, he does like jump over it in like a perfect form, which was pretty surprising. Um, I don't remember if he pits the other, if the, if he kind of pits the bounty hunters against each other, or if that just kind of works out. Um, but I do have to say that I, I, I love the, the voice artist's performance uh, as Vash. Mm-hmm. I think he is very likable. I like his little throw in lines that he'll do sometimes where he's just like, anyway, bye. And mm-hmm. I don't know what he yeah. says, but he'll just like throw these little things in and, uh, you know, they give him a very sort of squarish posture as he tries to sneak off screen. Like uh, one of the first things we see him do is uh, I don't remember who it is. Is he like up against like some old drunk guy who has a gun and we just see him like punch him in the face and the timing on it is just really funny. He like throws the punch and his arm stays extended for a minute and then he kind of panics about it. Um. But yeah, it can be a very zany show, and and it is strange that for the first episode they don't have like a badass moment where he does something, uh, crazy. That's what I would expect them to do, but no. Yeah, there's no hint. Like, I feel like we've watched a million shows where it's like a flash forward or a flashback at the beginning, so that yeah. you know you get a hint of like what darkness is to come. But this has just been goofy, goofy, goofy. Yeah, I like the third episode where he hangs out with that drunk cot, drunk guy and they keep getting drunk and it's funny. Yeah, what's that guy's name by the way? Uh the gun guy. Um they say it that he was looking for what, Marlon, what? Marlon. Marlon, yeah. Marlon, Marlon the gu- the gunsmith. Yeah, so episode 1 is is, you know, everybody being introduced and he thwarts this big evil guy named Descartes who's pretending to be Vash and is going to uh what is he gonna do? He's gonna hold a He wasn't pretending to be Vash. He was going after Vash. Everybody thought You're that right. he was episode Vash. two is the guy pretending to be Vash. You're right. No, he's not pretending to be Vash, Mark. No, in episode two I said. In episode two that's what happened. Episode Episode three is the guy pretending to be Vash. Okay. Episode okay. two is like that lady. Nobody pretends to be Vash. No, that the the guy who tries to take over the town in in the third one he doesn't pretend to be vash he, he hires vash to pretend to be vash no 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 what no episode two is where the guy hires vash to pretend to be vash yeah the vash. one with the drunk guy he has the tiny red glasses and they're like that's vash the stampede in front of everyone yeah yeah that guy pretends to be vash he says he doesn't pretend to be vash he <laughs> he hires vash no 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 no, no. For, forget about the old hitler guy this is the th- the third episode, the guy who I was talking about who laughs really hard and has the guns that turn into lighters. That's the third episode. With the drunk guy, right? Yes. Yeah. They, he and his henchmen, he has his henchmen introduce him and be uh, like, this is Vash the Stampede. Yeah, wow, yeah, aren't you scared? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I was confusing that with episode one. Episode one is he's going to catch him or something, right? 
like the big sorry Descartes is like I'm gonna catch Vash the Stampede he's supposed to show up here yes and then another bounty hunter is like hey you're Vash the Stampede and then it's just that Spider-Man uh meme where they're pointing at each other mm-hmm. um but uh yeah then Vash kind of disarms that and then episode two is this nice little story I like how you thought it looked like Hitler too I I, I just called them little Hitler in my he looked uh, like a little Hitler I put little Hitler Little Hitler is a Nick Lowe song. No, it's not. Check it out. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll 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 do that. Um, <laughs> I also just wanted to write about the show in general. The opening theme is so great. Uh, I don't know what diddle, that. Diddle, diddle, diddle. Right? Yeah, I don't know what that vocal sample is that comes in when it's like bam bam bam. You hear like ah! in the background, and uh, I love it. And that weird like bongo sample that's going at the same time. Um, you know, like like things are opening up around here. Like people are starting to go out and stuff with the vaccine, you know, being more widespread. But if like uh, if like a genie was like, Mark, you can go back to work with like a decent job, or you could learn uh, guitar and have a guitar well enough that you could just play that theme all day. Like it would be a tough choice. You know, <laughs> I don't really know what I would want to do with my life, but it might it might be playing HT from Trigun all day. Uh, alone. And Patreon, you can <laughs> you can support that awful decision <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, you just live stream it and then and put it on Twitch, and now you have a right. I'm next to income. like the hundreds of guitar players who actually do amazing things, and I just 24 hours <laughs> HT. My fingers are bleeding. Please help. Um, did you guys get your second shots? By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. Got it on Thursday, felt like complete garbage on Friday. I've had headaches every day, pretty much. I, I didn't get any side effects oh, really? from, from the second shot. Yeah, well, you didn't get Moderna. I got Pfizer. Me neither, really. Yeah, I also got Pfizer. I was fine. Yeah, my friend uh, my friend who said that, that he got Moderna, he said he had headaches like consistently for the next two days or so. He said for me, mm. he's like, that's probably not the shot anymore, so whatever. Mm. I'll figure it out. Um. I found it very nice and nostalgic to see the hand-drawn stuff. I wasn't kidding about that earlier. And I love in the beginning when you just see the gun, all of the glimmers of light that come off it, like it just looks like it's actually shining on the fucking screen somehow. Mm. We we saw that as well in the Cowboy Bebop stuff and that other Gundam 90s anime where just the light of the machines, like the, the reflections, it looks so crisp and bright. Um, it's a good looking show. Yeah. It is good looking. Okay. Also, his uh, his gun, Vash's gun, is like uh, it. You know, there's a lot of made up guns on this show that make no fucking sense and stupid things that happen. But Vash's gun is based on a real Spanish made gun called, I believe, the Mateba or Mateba. Uh, and you can see it does break open the way it does in the show, where it kind of splits in half. And what's weird about the gun, I don't know why it would do this, but the hammer swings upside down. Normally, a gun hammer leans back towards the back of your hand or you know towards the back of your thumb you know and then it mm. snaps forward for some reason on that revolver it's like hanging upside down like a pendulum and it swings back like this and then slams into the back of the bullet mm. um that's just one famous thing about it other than that there are other large caliber handguns but i think part of the fun of trigun is looking at cool machines and cool guns and stuff and so naito picked a gun that just is sort of weird and different looking did you notice, Jackie, that in the in the intro when uh, when Vash holds up his gun, there's another gun that gets held against his? 
No. Like at one point a gun comes up like this and another gun comes up again like this right against it. No, I don't remember. Okay. I wasn't sure if that would check out for people who don't know the show, but it's it's his nemesis and his darker, <gasps> blacker gun. Uh... Knives Chow? No, it is not Knives <laughs> Chow from Scott Pilgrim versus the No Man's Land. Okay. Um. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about... Oh yeah, Miles. What is? Do you have any specific input on insurance and the way this? <laughs> okay, yeah. The depiction. I was going to talk about this. Great. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me that an insurance company would send out people to like make sure that a disaster does not occur. I guess it's a more cost effective. It's a cost effective mm. way of doing it. I guess if these people are already on your books, but it's like. I don't know that this happens in real life. Maybe it does. But I think what the insurance company should do is just like stop covering any VASH related disasters. Mm. Oh, like you think that's, I feel like that's like... what would happen in real life. Hmm. You know, they would just be like, well, screw you. We're not going to pay for this. No offense to the insurance industry. We all love you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're saying like how a lot of insurance will say like this does not cover acts of God. Including yeah. weather mm-hmm. and volcanoes and shit. Right. And, vanch- and bash the stampede. So yeah, they would just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they're already calling him a stampede and a typhoon, then they might as well just be like, yeah, we don't cover you anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a, it's, it doesn't seem that cost-effective either, Miles. I don't know, because they, they don't actually do anything. And they're sending them, it seems like, really far away like to follow this guy all over the place. And they don't even have a picture it of It looks them. like they've got a... They've got a per diem for ice cream and whatever Millie eats. <laughs> well, donuts. They eat donuts. They do. Right. They eat a lot Unlimited of donuts. Unlimited donut budget. They, they order them anyway. Um, yeah. Banana smoothies or whatever. And tea. Oh, right. Yeah, that first scene in the bar is great because the milk joke is like, all right, the milk, it's definitely, it's, it's a cum joke, right? Like I what? I did not catch that. I I didn't pick up on. Isn't that, that a cum joke? Because it's what like is? he goes like you're supposed to order milk, and then we say we'll give you all the milk you want. Yeah. What was that? I don't. I didn't get that at all. Uh, well, that's the thing I don't understand. Is like, what do you mean you're supposed to say? Like, why does everyone? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You at least made. If it's that, then it kind of makes sense. And in some, <laughs> in some languages, they will use milk as a uh, metaphor for, for cum. Mm. No. I believe they do it in Spanish. Mm. Um, and they might do it in Japanese as well. So. Never look at milk the same way again when I'm pouring it all over my face. <laughs> well, that's good. You shouldn't be looking at it anyway. You might get it in your, uh, in your eyes. Yeah, so there, there's that first scene where I'm like, this feels like a really adult joke. Maybe it's just me, but then I don't understand why they're like, oh, they do like they fall over as though like they were setting up a joke. They're running a comedy show and they're like, oh, you're supposed to do it like this. And then one thing I do love is and Jackie, I don't know if you caught it because it kind of happens fast and then isn't really brought up until much later. But did you notice that fucking Millie drops like a gigantic chain gun that? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it tips over. Yeah, hits the table and knocks the guy out. I love that whole animation, and then I love her personality. Of what just is she being doing like, with the weapon? 
She has a giant chain gun. She never, I mean, she does eventually use it at some point. Um, Meryl also has dozens of tiny guns in her, uh, her cape, her mm-hmm. waistcoat that she can That's cute. pull out, fire two shots from, and then throw away. Yes, you would ask, why don't you just have one gun that you can reload? <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't seem as cool or something. I don't know. The animals they ride are called Thomases. I yeah, noticed that. Why? And they make why? the same sounds that the, the demons in Doom make where they're like, or something. <laughs> um, but, you know. Same Foley artist. Yeah. Yeah, I love all of the gun animations in this show. Like, Madhouse definitely knew where the money was, like, what the what the appeal to this show was, and just all of the old sound effects and the animations, especially in that first scene where they shoot up the bar that Vash is at. All of the, like, stuff getting erased and deleted just looks really, really cool. And then the guy has the shotgun, and he blasts away, like, a sofa cushion and shit. Um, I have to imagine that was fun to work on. I just like it when it's funny. Yeah, you didn't care. I don't I care, know. but I like. But I like. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was good, it, and it also like I didn't watch it, you know, when it came out. But um, it still feels nostalgic because it's like of that time. It really feels like oh, like this. This is a show that you watch when you're, you know, on tsunami, coming out of school. Yeah, yeah, in the nineties. You lie on front of the the TV on the carpet on your belly, mm-hmm. with your notebook in front of you. And you're not really doing your homework, I, I assume, because mm-hmm. it's hard to pay That's attention right. to. In episode two, we are in this like side-ish story where they go to this, like Meryl and Millie are like, hey, we heard that Vash the Stampede is working at this guy's estate. And so they go there and it's in this town that has no water. So everyone has left except for this one giant estate that does have water. They ring the bell and out comes who we know is Vash, the, the guy in the red coat. Mm-hmm. Um, he he goes by Ace Gunman. Oh, okay. He introduces himself as Ace Gunman. Does he? He says like, but he doesn't say I'm Vash the Ace Gunman. He just says I'm Ace Gunman. Yeah, like my name is Ace Gun- Gunman. Oh, like first name is Ace. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're shocked to see him there, and then you know it's this like annoying, rich ass motherfucker who has a Hitler mustache, and. He's like, I just hired anybody and was like, you're Vash. Then I could spread the rumor that I have Vash the Stampede working here. It's really confusing, though, because that episode starts with someone blonde in red running away from him. And he shoots them in the arm and they run away over a hill. He shoot them in the arm. Did I say it like that? (laughs) Why? Yeah, you did say it like that. I guess, but like it is these first three episodes are all about people like cases of mistaken identity it is weird that this lady happens to just dress like vash yes and deception it's not explained basically it's like not only did he hire vash to scare people but he also has a lady that okay whatever the story is with this lady that he's like oh she's uh someone that i'm hosting here at my house yeah she's the uh, governor's daughter or something right why is she behind a curtain that when he's sitting down <laughs> to introduce... Let me reveal the princess. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to Marilyn Millie and Vash is there and then he just pulls a rope and a curtain like rolls out and she's there. Ta-da, it's a babe. <laughs> no one's like, hey, what's behind the curtain? Did you? Is she okay? Lady, please blink twice if you're here under duress. Um, which she is, right? Is that what happens? That he shoots her and captures her? And then... Well, she's the marshal. She takes him in. 
at the end. Yeah. But it seems like he has her under his control and he's like, hey, you're going to pretend to be a guest of mine or something. I don't understand. I didn't understand either, Mark. And that's the thing with the show, too, is it's for kids. And yet it's like, here's our hero. And like the kids will like like Vash because he is funny and he's fun. But it's like we haven't seen him be a badass yet. We've seen traces of it. But then we also. He's relatable. We're not sure who the fuck he is because we keep just getting shown other people who claim to be him. And he doesn't outright quite, you know, stand up and go, no, it's me, motherfucker. You know, he. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't own it. Well, because it's better for him to be, you know, yeah. undiscovered. He 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 executes a lot of self-control. Like someone just says something wrong about Vash, about him, and he just goes, oh, is that so? He does mm-hmm. that a few times, like not even being sarcastic, just being like, oh, which is what you do when someone dumb tells you a thing and you can't just be like, ah, shut up. Mm-hmm. Which is like when you work in like customer service and like someone tells you something that's like racist or whatever and you're like wow anyway (laughs) moving on wow that's so cool like when a kid tells you about their toys and you're like wow yeah that's what racists are like no you don't say wow i do i just want to get it over with i want to punch (laughs) out oh wow man that's crazy anyway (laughs) like i i remember i had this one customer who was telling me something about religion and he was like you know and in their holy book, it says this. And I was like, I don't really know anything about that. Let's just talk about your computer. Mm-hmm. Like, I just went like, <laughs> I don't really want. But thankfully, as soon as I hit like two words in, he went, all right, okay, fine. We'll just move on. <laughs> like he could tell that I was like, ooh, not going to go there with you, friend. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking move on, dude. Um, by the way, Vash is a, uh, he's, his bounty is 60 billion double dollars. Are double dollars like worth double uh, regular dollars? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's it just sounds cool. You know, you got the double dollars, you got the tri guns. Yeah, everything, everything is multiplied. <laughs> everything has to come in multiples. You have the four cat. No, it's just a cat, I think. Just a black cat. Mm. Um, It's like he wanted to be like, you know, things have gotten so expensive, you know, inflation is a thing. So now dollars all cost double or something. But then it is also a high price of 60 billion. So I don't know, but it's written with two dollar signs. So I don't know. It's got to be double. Episode two. Yeah, eventually we kind of figure it all out after we learn that Vash is a pervert who spies on women taking showers. <laughs> um. By he was going to tie a rope to himself and jump off the side of a building to so that look he at could her. like stare at her very obviously through the window upside yeah. down, which like also hang, hanging out the window. How good can that view be if you're upside down? Yeah, he, right. He was upside down. I'd be like, "Where's the boob and where's the butts?" You like, know, you can you know what a body looks like upside down? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think you can. It's really hard to tell. It's like looking at a Picasso. <laughs> you could mix up the foot for the head. Yeah, you know. Also. I think that she as a character is ugly. I looked at her and was like, she looks uglier than anything else on the show. She's supposed to be pretty though. I know. You can tell. Her eyes are like a mile apart. It's just like, what? what is this? Right? They're not good at drawing hot people, I guess. No, they are. Oh. Just not her. They make Vash look hot a lot of the time. I thought she looked good. I thought she looked fine. I don't know. She looks weird to me. I didn't like her hair. And you know what? I oh, didn't like boy. her attitude. I liked her when she 
turned into yeah. n- not a princess. And she was a, a marshal or whatever. When she is inexplicably also... She's a cop. Has her? She's all in red and her hair is blonde and up. It's not just that she's blonde. It's that she wears her hair up. I guess you would if you were you know, a, a law enforcement person or whatever. But yeah, it's like, hmm, she somehow running fast might look like Vash. But uh, listen, all cops are blonde. Oh, I didn't think she looked like Vash. Well, you're supposed to, because that's why in the beginning you see someone in red with blonde hair getting shot by the Hitler. Oh. And then you're like, wait, so did he capture Vash? And it's like, no, because we see that she was wounded. She had bloody bandages. That it was scene her. makes sense. Okay. It's completely unnecessary because it's not like throughout the whole episode you're, you're being like, well, well, who's Vash? Like, or, or who did he shoot? Like, I just forgot about it because they yeah. play it. The credits roll. I'm busy going. Dun, 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 yeah. Once dun, you do dun, that, you forget everything. Yeah, it's like Miles' light flashing in my eyes. Um, also, I also like the ending theme, even though it is. It sh- I shouldn't like it. I feel like the guy's voice is like really sort of acerbic, abrasive. I don't know. It kind of sounds shitty, but I like it. Miles, your thoughts on, on the ending song? I don't think I listened to it one time. Oh, man. Well, even just one the bass line is amazing, just the way it, it, especially the way it starts up. Look, I'm sorry I let you down. You really did. Episode two is also where I wrote, this show loves savings. Savings. Oh, I love savings. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show loves sayings like characters are constantly being like, well, you'll never get a drought without a horse or whatever. Mm. I feel like <laughs> Meryl keeps saying stuff like that to Millie, despite her being wrong all the time. Mm. Um, I don't know. The show just has a bunch of isms in it. Yeah. Ep3 is where he uh, meets this drunk guy who keeps getting thrown out of bars and stuff. It's the best episode. It turns out the drunk guy was- Super endearing. Has a lot of heart this episode. Yeah. Yes. He was this this guy who used to be a gunsmith who was extremely good at what he did. The town was taken over by bandits and he, I guess like sneakily, right? He would have to, because they were like, he went around to all of the residents' houses and gave them guns he made. So he would have had to do that like, I just pictured him going up door to door and giving them out. But no, right? It was like under siege. He'd have to like distribute them sneakily. I had trouble picturing it. He had to drop them in their chimneys. Oh, okay. He came down. That's where the legend started of Santa Claus. Santa Mar- Marlon. I know. I'm trying to figure out a joke too. Santa gun. Gunta Claus. Santa guns. Mm-hmm. Santa closed bolt. I don't know. Can you edit in a good joke? I'll no. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll edit. I'll I'll bring in a joke that is actually uh funny that has nothing to do with okay. Santa Claus or guns. Okay, great. Tonight's forecast, dark. This episode you can see, because in the first two, he's just a weird goofball, but you could see that he's a good guy, finally, and that he has uh, a lot of ability. Like, he's basically invincible. Why? Because he... Oh, yeah, well, episode two, he also dodges the gun bullets towards... The gun bullets. That's true. At the end of episode two, yeah. and, And they ask out loud, they're like, is he doing this on purpose or is it by accident? And yeah. that that is never. And also, I I I thought in episode two when he kind of rolls down the like waterworks thing, and they're like, "Oh, I thought he was going to make a stealth entrance." I thought he was doing that because what's her name's about to be shot, and so he started yelling to distract, uh, little Hitler. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, what does he do in episode three that makes it seem invincible? I mean, he does more of the bullet dodging stuff, and he yeah. like 
I don't know. He takes down this whole gang while he's holding a trash can top. It's very brave. Like, completely unarmed. And stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he, he finds the drunk guy uh, and you realize it's on purpose because we later find out that he's a gunsmith and Vash needs his gun uh, retuned. Um, because it seems like happenstance at first, but then you realize like, nah, he knew who to look for. And that's why he asks him during their first drink, like, do you know this guy? Uh, what's his fucking name? Marlon. And, uh, you know, then he gets the bartender to tell him like, oh yeah, that there was this guy. He's now a drunk who used to save the town by making guns. But then his family was killed in a bank robbery and they had one of the guns he made. So this is also kind of a pacifisty sort of mm-hmm. disarmament mm-hmm. argument for a show of but but all the townspeople come in at the end with all the guns that, from him they right. needed to defend themselves right so it is a little like i don't know maybe the philosophy of the show is like is a good guy with a gun it's like <laughs> takes I, to beat a bad guy with a gun it's just like hey we know it sucks if someone uses a weapon that you made against you but you just got to get out there and keep arming the good guys <laughs> And that'll right, never baby. happen. None of those guys at the end will, uh, will uh, you know, what if take show, those guns somewhere else and rob people. They'll never do that. What if this show was about a gun buyback program? That would be so boring. <laughs> It'd be called Buy Gun. B-U-Y-G-U-N. Oh, Buy Gun. Yeah. There we go. Nice. This is uh, actually about Australia. You can tell by all the desert. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Um, They're speaking Japanese with an Australian accent. Australia. Yeah, they're saying Jennifer Lopez, son. <laughs> Stuff like that. Sting water. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. They're talking about wearing thongs on their feet. Yeah, and so he meets the he meets the drunk guy and like they wrestle and stuff and then Vash does drink with him. And the whole time, because I knew that he needed to get his help, uh, I thought he was pretending to be drunk because there's also something about Vash's physiology that I know that becomes apparent later. But I was like, can he get drunk? But mm. then he does vomit. Yeah. Uh, and I was, was like, oh, okay. So Like vomit mid-coherent se- mid, mid sentence. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's not like, does he do it to get out of a, he does kind of do it to get out of a question. At yeah, the, the question end. was like, wh- uh, what's wh- your name, right? I, th- I think so. Or maybe, yeah. Or like, what are you going to use this gun for maybe? Um, but I think it was like, hey, who are you, man? <laughs> but but in the in the fir- he vomits in the first, the first time he vomits is after he puts to sleep Marlon or whatever. When Marlon falls asleep drunk, he goes outside right and throws up or something. So I feel like because I'm like the fact that he threw up without anyone needing to be there, I'm like, okay, he is drunk. He's not just acting to get along with this guy so he can ask him for a favor. And then yeah, there's these loser villains who are like, I'm gonna pretend to be Vash, and the guy kind of is dressed like Spike from Cowboy Bebop. I don't know. He has like a big blue suit on and high uh, lapels, whatever, mm-hmm. or high collar. Um, and then, yeah, what's interesting is Vash like kind of um, like just scares him by intimidating him. He puts his hand in his pocket and pretends to have a gun. But then all of the townspeople come out with guns too. So like, d- did the bartender organize all of them? They already had guns. Yeah, but like... And the people were all, were all there watching. Yeah, but that's the thing is it felt like something changed and they all came out and right. then she was also there. So. What, what changed was Vash was standing up to the fake Vash and everybody- They got their courage. Yeah. They were and just so, inspired, you think, individually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what happened. 
I wasn't. And yeah, so I, they I was all wanted to. Ba- they all wanted to back him up, and he also kind of publicly questioned that this guy was Vash. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Did you not realize that because you've never been inspired before? It's true. No, it just it felt like uh, it felt like they all did it at the same time. I was thinking that the bartender lady went around and was like trying to get everyone to to come out at the same time and realize there's more of us than there are of this stupid idiot. But I don't know. Um, I have a weird, a weird thread. Okay. To go on here, Vash, his clothes. He's wearing a big red coat, and he's also like covered in leather underneath it and the leather it has like a lot of buttons and stuff and it goes like up to his hands and vash sometimes has this like masochist kind of personality and it this is like a loose thing but i get like a like sort of a bdsm specifically m vibe from vash maybe that's also i think that's just you me taking something from his voice i don't know but uh he just seems to sort of be like, oh, no, please don't attack me. But it's like, yeah, you like being attacked, don't you? You fucking sicko. <laughs> he is also later, we find out, covered in scars. Mm. Um, but mostly be- probably because he doesn't like just killing someone before they have the chance to do anything. But uh, listeners, write in if you think Vash loves pain and likes being hurt. <laughs> Similar mm. to uh, Kakihara from Ichi the Killer. If you need any other masochists, I don't know a single one. I don't know. Who are famous masochists? Is like uh, Winston Churchill? Did he like pain? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't remember reading about that. Anyway. Um, final thoughts? Should we hit some final thoughts here? Yes. Why do you think the show has endured? I think Vash is a very memorable character. I think that Trigun came out at a very good time along with other late 90s classics. Like it came to Toonami. It was part of that same sort of, you know, series as Cowboy Bebop and stuff. Um, But, uh, you know, I think it's got a charming protagonist who uh, is a good guy. You know, he just refuses to fight. And I think Madhouse killed the animation. And uh, Wolfwood is really cool. He shows up later. He's he's similarly cool and Mid-Valley the Horn Freak. Similarly cool to uh, Bebop stuff. You know, sort of long-haired musician looking guy smoking a cigarette. I remember really liking him. Yeah. Because you're a normal person. Who couldn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... I'm sure people say this about a lot of shows, especially one-season shows, but this is one where it really... I would really love it to get like a full metal alchemist brotherhood treatment where they redo the show, uh, following the manga more closely now that it's finished. Um, but yeah, it's weird. The guy who created it, Naito was like, ah, I don't know if they'll do a second season cause the anime, you know, is pretty final, even though a, I don't think that's quite true. The anime, anime ending is kind of ambiguous. Uh, and B like, I don't know all these other animes, they do that where they're like, you right. also just reboot it. Yeah, we yeah, like all the other animes are going, okay, we capitalized on the hype, let's reboot it and follow the comic because you all like the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't do that. It's been a while. And they did eventually put out in 2010, they put out a standalone movie called, uh, not standalone, but a movie called Trigun Badlands Rumble, which I have seen back in like 2010 or whatever. And I don't remember it at all, I don't think. But it's got Vash and Wolfwood 
and I will probably revisit it. Um, maybe I'll finish rewatching Trigon. Um, it's going to be hard though because I'm just going to be like, this wasn't in the manga. Hmm. I don't remember reading this. This goes a totally different direction. But uh, if ever there were a show where they could make money and and have a lot of fertile ground for creativity to reboot, it would be this one. Like, so just do it, fuckers. Uh, All right. And if you want to re- if it. you want to read the comic, I think it's Dark Horse did like full translations of it, including the author's notes at the end of the chapter, which are really fun because the comic gets like darker and darker. And then at the end, he's like still writing these like cute little notes with like his little, you know, self avatar. And he's like, hey, sorry, this one got really dark, people. But anyway, I'm going to answer some fan letters. Um, it's sort of a weird contrast. Uh, so, Jackie, I think you pretty much gave your thoughts on the show. I thought it was a good old anime and it has some cool vibes. Okay. And it's funny. And I like it. Good. That's what I was hoping you would say. Miles, do you have any reflections upon seeing it, a show that you saw as a ute? It was fun to watch it again, and I was surprised at how funny it still is. Yeah. I think that's that's true for me, too. I wish the subtitles were a little bit more accurate. There's also a bunch of typos in there, but uh, it, it is funny that they, ch- they chose to use the word plotst. I think in episode three, Vash says, oh, I'm plotzed. And I'm like, did you just throw Yiddish in there? What the fuck? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I want to watch it again and just really pay attention to the Vash voice actor's performance. I think he's great. And uh, maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll show Jackie the episodes where Meryl and Millie actually get busy in combat and stuff. Mm. With each other? No, 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 no. This show, it's all about, you take action with guns. You don't make love. Don't do oh, that. Okay. Although Vash's later catchphrase is love and peace. Aww. Aww. All right, everyone, we will see you next week when we start watching classic OVA series, I believe it's an OVA, called Gunbuster. Mm. I'm sure it will not lots have anything of, to do with guns. Lots of guns. Yeah. Only one gun, though. Maybe. Oh, wait, is this the one about a gun buyback program? No, <laughs> this is not that. Although I will say when I was researching Project ACO, I noticed a tab I still have open here for an anime. Did I mention this called Gun Dress? I don't think so. Is it about a gun dress? No, it's <laughs> it's either about a gun dress or maybe it's about getting undressed. Is it like a sundress, but it's a gun dress? I think it's when a gun takes its like clothes off and it's gun dressing. Oh, but, uh, I don't know if I'm old enough for that. Anyway, this has been part of our May Gun, Gun May uh, month. We hope you've enjoyed it. So we'll talk to you then. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at JJBpod, of course. And if you rate and review us, a fairy will grant you one of your deepest wishes. Oh my God. Have a great week, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Take care, y'all. Oh, Southern Miles. <laughs>